Heyo! Uh, today, today we're addressing the Enneagram, which is a topic that I haven't brought up in a while, but I was sort of reflecting on my own journey, learning about the Enneagram, my own journey to where I am right now, sort of living in the fullness of my Enneagram. And it's a tough journey, but I would say like knowing what those things are and finding your way towards that is a difficult journey because everything else <laughs> comes up in life because of how we're tuned as humans to sort of be jealous of the other person, want what they have, but what they have is probably not meant for you. And knowing who you are, whether that's Enneagram, whether that's astrology, whether that's, I don't know what you're going to use, but knowing who you are helps you align with the things that are for you and stop, like I was, running after things that are just shiny. Run after what's meant for you. Let's go. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast where we do dreams. And finding that alignment in season four has been very important because this is the truth of all the work that the Death of a Dream becomes. And rolling out the first book this season related to that sort of creates this journey and this pathway for people to recover and go after the things that they want in this life. It's moving people through this transition of something doesn't feel quite right. How do I feel my way back there? And I'm excited to be expanding that work in season four and to even be still showing up for what will be the death of a dream and all the beautiful things that we do to change the world together. We've gone through some crazy seasons. We've gone through some more quiet and reserved seasons, seasons of attack, and we're finally experiencing the first season of alignment and building. We have found a foundation, and I am very excited to be building right along with all of you. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast, where we do dreams. That's the subject matter. Um, <laughs> every day, just navigating what it looks like to be in action of your dreams, whatever that looks like for you. And we sort of use my life as a launching off point and where I'm at and how it has been navigating your dreams, taking control of your life. And that's really what we're talking about. So part of that taking control of your life is believing that you are amazing, which really shouldn't be something that we have to convince ourselves of. However, <laughs> so many of us have learned the opposite about ourselves. And so it's important that we come back and ground ourselves in our own greatness every single day 
because the rest of the world is typically reminding us of the opposite, even if they're not saying it out loud, right? Like they're showing us their amazing lives and we start to question how amazing ours are. However, wherever you are, whatever you are doing, that is the most amazing place that you were ever meant to be. And maybe that place is on a low, low launching point. And so maybe it doesn't seem all that great, but maybe it's the beginning of greatness you decide to put into play. And you are deserving of more than this moment. But it doesn't mean you don't get to live there too. Sometimes that moment is meant to propel you forward. Sometimes that moment is meant to break you down so you come back stronger than ever before. So let's go ahead, ground ourselves in all of our greatness. My great thing. Hmm. Hmm. Um, just seeing a sky full of stars, you know, something seemingly simple, but I think just even being in a place in life where I can still recognize the amazingness of that, where I can show up and appreciate that. And sometimes like today, even almost get ran over because I'm like, listen, I wasn't the one that was veering off. This person was, they almost ran me directly over. And here I am just like looking up at the stars, not even having a second to be scared just because I'm not even looking at any cars. And, you know, I think so often we tend to just run through life at a pace that doesn't allow us to appreciate these small things. And I definitely am in a pace portion season of time right now. And it's still taking time to do those small, seemingly insignificant things like stare at the stars, like listen to music and walk slowly. These are the sort of slow, appreciative practices that change things for me vibrationally because it's so important to start in control in gratitude, in slowed pace. And I think for me to continue to wind up as the day goes and then still give myself the opportunity to wind down when the day is done. And so I always appreciate opportunities to look up at the stars, to even look up at some of the satellites that look like stars. Okay. Look for long enough and you will see them moving. And if you're really lucky or you're up at a crazy hour of the morning, you may see all of them move at the same time in a straight line and it will seem like the world (laughs) may come crashing down because as I like ran into the house to get my husband, like, oh my gosh, are we (laughs) being abducted by aliens? We weren't. Um, This is actually a pretty normal phenomena now that these satellites are up there. And I think that it's a Elon Musk thing. Anyways, regardless, you could see these things. And even if you don't see them 
moving in a line that is like epically and tragically moment in your life because seriously when you see it uh, uh, you don't know what to think your breath is taken away like whoa that's all above us how what are those things doing what's going on what's happening and even if you don't see that you can see usually about once you know to look for it which it just looks like a star that's moving at a pace that is not a shooting star and it just moves across the sky until you no longer see it and it is crazy but if you look long enough you will certainly see one i see one every day they may just be tracking me maybe no one else has this experience i don't know they certainly aren't tracking me anyways if you stare at the stars long enough you will see them (laughs) and appreciate that the world is at this point that there is so much up there to be in wonderment of i don't know why those things are there but if they add two stars in the sky i'm here for it and if they add to us figuring out life here for it they're just pretty the stars, the sky, all the things, right? And like, it's so mind-blowing that there's this whole world above us, essentially. Isn't that the craziest thing you've ever heard? I know, we all know that stars have been here, that life is moving, that there are things that we don't know about all over this beautiful planet of ours. And we should definitely take some time, maybe not today, maybe tomorrow, maybe this week, maybe next month. Maybe you can't be all that appreciative of it because while you're looking up at the stars, you can also see your breath. And maybe that's sort of soul crushing because it was just summer not that long ago. And shortly before that, it seemed to be spring. And maybe you can't appreciate it today, but maybe on a warmer day, or maybe in a couple of months, you can (coughs) appreciate the wonderment that is a sky filled with stars. And I recommend that you do. And if stars don't do it for you, find what puts you in a state of wonder and awe. Even if it's not daily, something, right? Maybe that's grandkids. Maybe that's uh, animals. Maybe that's bugs. Maybe that's the grass. Maybe that's trees. Trees also sort of blow my mind. I'm just saying, like, how do they grow so dang tall and they stay forever? What? And like my tree of being is certainly a willow tree. No idea why I think that it's a whole Pocahontas vibes thing and like you know that they're magical right nothing that looks like that could not have some sort of magical existence that happens when you sit under it and so someday I will have a willow tree in my backyard or side yard I don't know where it's gonna be but I'm gonna sit under it and I'm gonna read books and I'm gonna 
meditate under there and I'm going to just like live my best willow tree life. And when George Washington talks about sitting under a fig tree, fig tree, we should sit on a almond and fig tree and, and either way, whatever he's talking about, that's me in a willow tree and I shall sit under my willow tree and experience the sweet fruit, which willow trees certainly don't have fruit, but I think That's where I'm going to sit. That's where I'm going to be sitting. And one day, maybe my ashes will be spread under this willow tree, which I have planted and loved and grown. <laughs> um, but yeah, stars, trees, whatever it is, take time. No matter how busy you are, there's always time to wonder, to gaze and be amazed and it's important that we don't get lost in the world and its wonderment because it's all bigger than us it's all magic it's all vibration and so let's just take in the majesty that is this world okay that's my great thing go ahead and take time for yourself recognize yourself for your greatness not a practice that you'll want to quickly undo. You'll feel great. I get done with that every day and I'm like, wow, I really do feel great. I feel great about that. I feel great that I still take time to do that. You're right. That is not something that was lost in all the things. And that was definitely something that I was not doing before because I was just quickly running through life at a pace at which... I wouldn't have been able to appreciate these things. So take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your greatness. You'll feel better. If you don't, I maybe you're not doing it enough. Right? It's about shifting what we choose to believe in ourselves. And the more that we make this conscious narrative an attempt to sign ourselves over to how amazing we are, the more amazing we become. And not because we're doing more amazing things than we were before, because we're believing and assigning those things to that. And the more that we talk about that, and the more that we give ourselves over to the potential of our own beings, the more we see what we can be. And that rhymed and that's awesome. Okay, let's go ahead and dive in. So I haven't hit on Enneagram in a while and I saw my Enneagram coffee cup, which I should definitely be drinking more lattes out of. What am I doing? Um, I don't know why it's sitting up here in my office other than I just like the good reminder. And because I was reminded this morning, I thought to myself, self, you haven't really talked about that in a while. Maybe it's time to hit it again because we're sort of approaching what is generally self-discovery importance season. And while we'll all be rushing through the holidays very soon, after the rush of that, we will sink into this deep, beautiful place of self-reflection and development 
And this is the time of the year where I like to stand up on every single high horse that exists and talk about how important this portion of life is more than just weight loss, more than just dreams, the doing of all these things. And part of the doing is the knowing who you are at your core. And in my book, I wrote about the Enneagram test and how important it was to my existence, to my understanding of where I was meant to be in this life. And I had spent an entire lifetime in stress mode. In this portion of my life where I was acting in a lower functioning way of my Enneagram. And we like to call that stress. And if you need a good book to read on the Enneagram, I always suggest the Honest Enneagram because, whoa, it does such, Sarah Jane Case is the author of that. And she does such a great job of explaining the Enneagram in a way that is adaptable and acceptable and accessible and it's not overcomplicated and the best way to even find what your Enneagram type is is to read this book. I swear it will change your view on things and if you can't afford the book or you can't find the book or whatever you can follow her um I think at the Honest Enneagram. Mm, maybe not. Maybe it's just Sarah Jane Case. Either way um Find her, follow her, read her books. She is good stuff. She knows what she's talking about. Um, and she is definitely worth... Okay, it is Enneagram and Coffee, Sarah Jane Case. And great, great follow on the Enneagram. I love the way that she explains it. Either way. So I'm looking at this cup just this morning and I'm thinking about how closely aligned my life is now. And just even how simply the Enneagram describes who you are, I think is a very beautiful thing. And so I'm looking at this mug and I'm going, oh man, we're there, right? Like acting in all four words. And it's really important that you know what those are because of how easy it is to sort of absorb and want what someone else has, right? That's who we are as humans. I mean, even when you're like two, the second that someone comes up and picks up a toy around you, all of a sudden you want it just for the pure sake of wanting it because they have it. That doesn't mean that it's in line with who you are. And it's funny because I know this. In adulthood, I have seen this in action, right? Like, oh, if someone buys a new car, all of a sudden you're like researching new cars yourself. And you're kind of going, oh my gosh, maybe I, do I need a new car? Mm. Um, if I get a nice one, I should probably get one that's even nicer. <laughs> but how I did this in my entrepreneurship journey was that I went towards like tech and millionaire and all these things. And all those things are amazing. And these higher levels of accomplishment and acknowledgement. And that's sort of what I was chasing. And 
This again was me acting in this stress mode, which typically when I'm in stress, I move to an Enneagram one behavior, unhealthy for me, very healthy for someone who is an Enneagram one, but this idea of acceptance and acknowledgement is very important to someone like that. And I feel like, honestly, I kind of move between a one and a three, and neither of these are bad Enneagrams, but they are bad for me because that's not who I am meant to be in this world, right? I don't want to be all serious and crazy structured. And so that's sort of where I was going. And eventually I course corrected and reminded myself, who I'm supposed to be. Not shiny car where I'm chasing after every single toddler that's picking up a toy and finding what fits for them in that moment. And then I'm going, oh my gosh, I should want to attain the same things. Why would I not be chasing the same things? You're right. I should be building a fintech company that expands around the world. What am I doing? Why would I even waste my time with something so whimsical? And so that's what I would say to myself. And then I go chase whatever shiny car sort of fit where I wanted to go. And this morning when I read my cup, I just realized that like this is where I'm meant to be. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I don't know why I was fighting so hard to run from this. Especially when running from it looked like leaving corporate. And then I was basically working myself into another corporate structure. One that I ran this time, but it would have been the same other than I was running it, but I would have ran myself into existing the very way I had been running from. And so the things on my cup, because I am an Enneagram 7, Because I know this to be true and it is hard because it's really hard to commit to these things because it just seems too whimsical. It seems too crazy to follow this path. But here are the things on my cup. And I've talked about this before, but it's a good reminder and it is a great reminder for you to get back to what's on your cup, to remind yourself who you intrinsically are and look at what aligns with that and what doesn't. And I love to offer up that reminder for people of why things are a good fit for who they are because it's really hard to not run after whatever is shiny and what everyone else is doing. It is. What makes sense with who you are and where you are right now? Because it's likely something absolutely does. You did not end up there by chance. And for me, where I had been in life made perfect sense with how I was acting in life. I was acting in my stress mode. And all the things that I had accumulated and all the things that I was chasing made perfect sense with me acting like that. And so now, back to the cup. 
The four things on my cup, the four words that typically are used to explain an Enneagram 7 are as follows. Free. Joyful. Adventurous. Enthusiast. And... I feel like with everything that I am doing, these four words come into play and make perfect sense. And back when I was chasing these crazy tech entrepreneur dreams of mine, which wasn't even like I had ideas that certainly could have scaled. It was more just me chasing this acceptance from this group versus chasing what I wanted to do. And so when I really sat down and thought about it, it would be the opposite of freedom, right? I'd have to kill and stress and be worried about being responsible for this many people, for this many servers, for this many, 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 many things if I wanted to scale to the point of being accepted and acknowledged by these, I don't know who they are. I don't know who judges and accepts entrepreneurs. Um, But I'll go ahead and assume that there's some sort of like entrepreneur acceptance table where they like, sit up high on a judge stand, kind of like you see in kids' movies when they're like at judgment day and everybody's sitting up way high and they're looking down on them. And you know what I'm talking about? I can't even like reference a specific movie. It's been in so many movies from my childhood, but they're sitting up here looking down, judging the person. That's what I imagine these entrepreneurial stamp people. That's, that's where they're sitting. That's what they're doing. And so I wanted their approval and I wanted to get their stamp of like success. And that's what I was chasing. And I would have been also running away from freedom that I craved so much to be free. And I'm not saying free of responsibility or or anything like that, or free of old time and commitment, free. Free to do and act in ways that I feel excited about. Free. And joyful. Oh, I think this one would have stalled my joy. I wouldn't have been allowed to feel it until I got to the place where it was judgment day and all the entrepreneur judges of the world (laughs) or sitting above me, looking down on me and saying that I passed or failed. And if I hadn't passed, then it would have been like way less freedom and way less joy and way more work to get to place where I was accepted. And I remember feeling like that. I remember When I was coaching, like, if I win this thing, then I'll be able to be happy for myself. Then I'll be able to feel like I've made it. And it didn't matter. Because when you're acting in response to someone accepting you or not for something you did, it's not something you can win. 
when you're holding out your own joy for joy that you deserve to receive whether you win or not. Whether at judgment day you're deemed acceptable and given some sort of badge of honor or not, no one knows that that exists anyways. Unless I was out there telling people that I did all these things, no one knew. And I feel like I would have been putting joy out constantly in that road, on that path to entrepreneurship. I would have never allowed myself to feel the joy that I feel today. It would have been years out. Then adventurous, like, what? I mean, any path of entrepreneurship is extremely adventurous, right? Extremely risk crazy. You can't really think with a logical mind. I mean, yes, you need to, but at the same time, there are so many decisions you make that are like on a whim of a door opening and you walking through it and you don't know. There is no way to know. And it is the ultimate adventure. And not everyone can think or act like that. Right? And so it is kind of crazy and not like, oh, we can't think or act like that because well, we don't have as much privilege or access as you do. And that's also true. Like it definitely takes time to get to that place where you can act like that. But I am saying the brains of people who think like that naturally are wired differently. It is a skill set. And a crazy one at that. So if you even have an inkling of that skill set, I can't recommend this path enough. Uh, and then, you know, I wouldn't have been able to be adventurous, right? Because there would have been some sort of board at some point. Someone who took control and made us be structured and... And, bloop, bloop. <laughs> and we probably would have been sitting in meetings getting motions and all of these things that just make me... Make the... Um, <laughs> sound the alarms in my brain for like, whoa, that's not freedom. Whoa, this does not make me joyful. Whoa! Why aren't we being adventurous? This seems like a super structured, crazy thing that I don't enjoy at all. And I understand that those structures need to exist for very specific reasons. And I'm not saying that I won't ever be in them. I'm just saying I didn't want to build a company around that. Because that was not lend itself to the adventure that I wanted in pursuing entrepreneurship. And the last one, enthusiast. What? This is like getting to live in your hype person life every single day and all the things that I would have been doing again, I would have been so far out of being able to involve anyone that I wouldn't have gotten to do that early on. This enthusiast, like celebrating people and how amazing they are until I got to hire I wouldn't have been on that track, right? And yeah, it's sort of this crazy thing to just get to celebrate people and 
talk with them and get them to feel excited about their life and this passion that they have and to slowly hear them unraveling what is their higher dream, their higher purpose, if everything went right in life, and then to show up in support and excitement for that. I don't, I don't know, there could be something more aligned for me to do here on this planet, but I don't know what it would be. So I'm feeling extremely grateful to be living out my cup, (laughs) to be living out all the words on my cup. And I just wanted to hit this today because I think taking time to know who you are and how you operate, no matter how you do that, is very important because it's really hard to not get shiny things syndrome and go chasing after whatever anyone else has. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you support any creative that is doing work. And that's simple. Just comment, like, share, review things for them so they keep bringing their art into this world, changing it and making it a more beautiful place. You can do that with all of this work here. Feel free, share, review. I write and post every weekday just to help expand my own light in hopes that it helps expand others. And you can find me at hannahness.channel on all socials. Help follow and share and expand this work. And you can find all of my offerings and products at hannahness.channel as well. Change the world. <laughs>